Love telling you about how I start my day with Boyer's Coffee. They're the best. I get it delivered right to my house by going to boyerscoffee.com. You can do the same, and uh, you don't even have to worry about running to the store. But if you do and you're out shopping, they're in every grocery store. They have legendary coffee. It's been roasted in the Rocky Mountains since 1965. And the altitude makes the coffee super smooth. And most importantly, they are local. They also have food truck promotions going on all the time at their food truck up on the north side at 73rd in Washington. So go check them out. You're going to be glad you did. And make sure that you buy one of their specialty drinks or get some of the specialty coffee again at boyerscoffee.com. They're terrific, boyerscoffee.com. I want to tell you once again about an outstanding family law firm that I could not recommend any higher. And we know that unfortunately divorces happen and people grow apart. It's a reality. It's a difficult time in life and a difficult process to navigate. You need understanding. You need compassion coupled with outstanding legal advice and counsel. And you'll find it at one of the top family law firms in the region in Cox, Baker and Page. That's Cox, Baker and Page. They've been celebrated and honored for their work and their compassion for a number of years by U.S. News and World Report and Laura Page. And Mary Cox are consistently listed by them with a best lawyer distinction. So if you or someone you know needs assistance, reach them at CoxBakerAndPage.com. Mention you heard it from me and receive a discount on your initial consultation. Once again, it's Cox, Baker, and Page. .com, a family law firm. This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast, an all-time Rockies favorite, Carlos Gonzalez. Baseball stats is not going to determine the person that I am. Whether I was a batting title, a player of the year, or I was the worst player on the league, I always bring a smile to the field. Cargo reflects on some of his favorite Rockies memories, his teammates, and what he's most grateful for. You. I met some great people and also had a great connection with the fans. They were always right next to me, always on my side, through the ups and downs. They always support me, and that's something that I always will be thankful for. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Glad you're along. It is podcast number 99, which, uh, for whatever reason, you know, strange thoughts uh, fly through one's head every day. 99, Agent 99, one of my favorite shows growing up. I'm going to date myself. Get Smart with Don Adams and Barbara Feldon. And Barbara Feldon was Agent 99. And each week for a half hour, they did battle with Siegfried and Chaos. And for those that have been around for a while, you remember that show fondly also. All right, we begin with uh, this note. We'll have Carr going a little bit. Looking forward to it. One of my all-time uh, favorite guys. Let's talk uh, baseball. Check some Rockies notes. You know who's throwing the ball really well as of this uh, taping? Herman Marcus. Last five starts, he's been terrific. He looks like the Herman that uh, we all have come to uh, love. The strikeouts are up. Uh, he's uh, not dealing with as many walks as he was earlier. Guys are having trouble hitting him. That slider-curveball combination uh, has been uh, terrific as well. He's on a really nice roll. You know who else is on a roll who kind of struggled a little bit, at, uh, certainly out of the gate, first five, six weeks of the season, dealt with a lot of traffic, but uh, he settled in nicely, and that's the Rockies' closer, Daniel Bard. It was great to see Kyle Freeland back on a hill, and again, as of this taping, he's been out there a couple times. It's been a little bit uneven. That's to be expected. Um, he's thrown four innings in each outing so far. Uh, he's going to be fine. Most importantly, he is healthy. He's healthy. He's got the fiery competitiveness. And his misses have been small misses. And once uh, you know some of those borderline pitches are, are back in the zone, uh, you'll, you'll see less of the, the walks, and you're going to see him work you know, six innings and, and more, and I don't think that's uh, too far down the road. But uh, again, the bottom line is he's healthy, and that's number one. I made this comment on television the other day and watching Ryan McMahon. It, it's fun to watch the evolution of a young hitter. I know he's been up for a while, but you're still talking about a guy that's, you know, a little over a 1,000 at-bats at the big league level, which is always a demarcation point within the sport for guys that scout, for guys that coach, for guys that manage, you know, you don't truly know what you have until a player uh, moves beyond that 1,000 at bat threshold. And with McMahon, and we've seen him very good, 
And, you know, we've seen him struggle with strikeouts, but the strikeouts are down. There's a calmness to his ABs. And that's what I referenced uh, to Huey and Spilly on the air recently. He just, you know, he, he looks and acts like, you know, I'm a middle-of-the-order big leaguer, and I, and I know um, at bat to at bat I'm going to put a solid AB together, even when things don't go well. And after all, that's baseball. They're, they're not going to go well the majority of the time. But uh, he, looks, he looks really comfortable. He looks like an all-star. And I hope uh, I hope he's playing in Denver, representing the Rockies in a little more than a month at the All Star Game. I think the batting average today, when I check collectively, went up in May. It's still around two thirty seven, uh, which is which is really low. I mean, the numbers are comparable on the poor side to what they were in 1968 when they eventually moved the mound from 15 inches high down to 10 inches. That was Bob Gibson's great year when he had the 112 earned run average. Um, I I commend baseball because they're trying to find ways to get the ball and play more. And it's going to be, I think, a unified effort. Will there be certain maybe minor changes? Could we see a limit or reduction on shifting? Yeah, I think that's you know, certainly on the table and the potential for that. But it also has to come within the players. You, you, you have to value putting the ball in play more than it's valued right now. And it's not going to be a, a snap of the fingers and all of a sudden uh, it's going to change dramatically at some point this year. The numbers offensively will go up. They typically do uh, in the summer. But it, it's uh, an evolution. But it has to be addressed. I was... Um, I took a few days off last week. I was watching my middle son play in a regional, and I love the college baseball game. And it doesn't matter. You know, you may not be a big fan of the bunt, but it doesn't matter if the three holes up there, the four hole. If it calls for a bunt, they're going to bunt. And there is a value on getting the ball in play at the collegiate level, um, maybe more so than the big league level. And yes, the pitching at the collegiate level, though very good, and a lot of players come out of the collegiate ranks and into pro ball. It's not what we see at the major league level, but there still has to be a philosophical change um, for most players. Now there's some middle of the order guys. You're going to deal with strikeouts and you'll, you'll swallow those strikeouts because they can hit it over the wall 35 or 40 times a season. But the guys that are 15 home run guys, 10 home run guys, even 20 home run guys, we have to value getting the ball and play more. Again, won't happen overnight. Um, but this evolution needs to take place to make the game aesthetically more pleasing. On to hockey. The Avs are on a roll. They have not lost as of this taping, but you know they're going to have a war with the Las Vegas uh, or with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, game one, they blew them out, and that game seemed to be highlighted by. Ryan Reeves' uh, assault on Ryan Graves, and you say, was the penalty, not in-game, but the punishment after, should it have been longer? And I think from Avalanche's standpoint, they believe that it should have been longer. He was suspended, Reeves was, for two games. Now, I understand hockey culture. I appreciate hockey culture. I appreciate the toughness of hockey. I appreciate sticking up for teammates. There are borderline hits that take place uh, in a lot of games, maybe even every game at some point, and you need to take some form of retribution. It has to be within the confines of the rules. And again, Reeves um, is in the NHL because he can skate a little bit, but he's a tough guy. And they have basically legislated out fighting in the game. Um, I, I have no problem with that. I love the toughness of hockey. Um, I, I commended Gabe Landeskog for dropping the gloves um, at the beginning of the St. Louis series, which completely set the tone for that series. Gabe Landeskog and the Avalanche understand that teams are going to try to be really physical and borderline um, beyond the rules in getting them off their game because they're such a marvelous skating team. Landis God's fight in game one set the tone. I commend him for doing it. Um, so this is not uh, what I'm about to say is not uh, from the standpoint of, oh, you, you got to get rid of all the, uh, uh, the the hockey traditions, if you will. For me, Reeves was sticking up for a teammate. Graves had a you know borderline check. 
understand that. But what you can have, if if you truly want to remove dirtiness from hockey, you can't have a player hit a guy while he's pinned down on the ice in the head and then admit that he pulled his hair out of his head. I mean, in what sport would that not warrant a more significant suspension than two games? Look at what Kadri got in the St. Louis series. An open ice check where it was above the shoulders, and he got eight games. There was some history there. So my whole point with Reeves, I I understand the toughness aspect. I respect the toughness aspect, but that had to warrant more than two games. And there seems to be such uneven legislation with hits in hockey and dirty play in hockey. And somehow um, I, I would like to see that change moving forward. Another note before we get to cargo. I'm sure you saw this. Naomi Osaka, who's just a tremendous uh, young tennis player, one of the best players in the world, um, withdrew from the French Open after finally winning a match there. You know, she's better on the on the hard surfaces, but she won on the red clay of Roland Garros. And then she um, said because of, you know, anxiety and depression, and she was very upfront about it, she withdrew. And it, it began prior to his, her first match when she said, you know, I – I'm uncomfortable meeting with the media. I'm not going to meet with the media, and I'm going to pay the fine up front. She was uh, fined $15,000. The various federations actually came out and initially were very critical of her. And then she came out. Maybe she should have handled this differently initially, but then she came out with, I thought, an eloquent statement about the fact that she battles anxiety, has battled depression, and it's been a, a, a difficult period for her, and at times um, dealing with, you know, a significantly large group of people and being asked a, a, a number of questions is not easy for. It's not a cop-out. It's not, for me, a lack of toughness or anything like that. There are a lot of people, athletes and certainly many, many more who are not athletes who deal with anxiety, who deal with depression. And the more that we can bring awareness to that, as Naomi Osaka is doing, the better. And I think that the more complicit organizations can be in also bringing awareness and understanding to mental health issues and the mental health crisis that exists, the better we will be societally moving forward. And yes, the there has to be a, a plan for players to, to speak with the media because whenever we say the media... The media are a conduit to the fans. So people who are watching at home, who are tennis fans, and want to know what a player was thinking during a match or their thoughts after a match, they're asking questions, hopefully, not always, but hopefully, that the general public would be inquiring about. And they can come up with a plan, I think, individually sometimes, to make someone more comfortable in that environment. But I applaud Naomi Osaka for uh, being so forthright. And uh, I wish her nothing but the best moving forward. And uh, hopefully the more that we can um, you know, put headlights on mental health issues, the better we will all be moving forward. All right. I'm really excited about uh, hooking up with an old friend, a, a guy that uh, was a tremendous Colorado Rocky and we'll be, I think we'll gather 20, 30 years from now and talk about this. He will always be one of the most popular Colorado Rockies, just the way he carried himself, um, the ubiquitous smile on his face, loved by fans, loved by teammates, the incomparable Carlos Gonzalez. He's uh, our feature this week on our Ideal Home Loans interview of the week. As I told you a moment ago, I was really looking forward to, to getting with you. First and foremost, um, how's that family of yours? How's Santi? How are the girls doing? Uh, Drew, everybody's doing great. Uh, actually, right now, I'm on, I'm, on my, I'm on my little vacation with them close to Florida. Um, they're having a good time. My uh, my oldest, Santiago, he's, uh, his graduation is tomorrow, so uh, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward for that. And, uh, you know, my two little girls, they're about to turn seven years old on this month, June 13th. So uh, things are being great. Uh, 
you know, uh, I haven't played in a while, so it's nice to get, it's nice to be at home with them, watching them grow and uh, spend quality time with them. I can't believe your little, your baby girls are seven years old almost. That's crazy. I know, man. It's been, it's been, it's been a fun ride. So, uh, you know, they're excited. Uh, I know you guys are, gonna, are coming in town in a few days, so uh, they wanted to go watch the Rockies because they still feel like, you know, that's their home, that's their team. So uh, looking forward to see you guys too in, uh, in a few days. Yeah, I, w- I tell you what, I wish, uh, I speak for, for Spilly and Huey, I wish we could be down there, but I know it'll be good for you to catch up with Buddy and, and Trevor and, and uh, some of those guys. Yeah, man, I have a, you know, I have a big family out there. Uh, all you guys, you know, we spent so many years together. I watched all these guys grow coming up in the league and, uh, you know, becoming all-stars. So, uh, you know, it makes, it makes me proud to watch them play and watch that and, and watch everything they're, they're doing out there. So, like I said, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to spend a good time with you guys and, uh, you know, just watch some baseball. Hey, you know, Trevor in particular, I've I've mentioned this cargo since you left um probably several times on television that you were and he and he says this also, you were a big part of of how he grew up uh in the big leagues because I would see you so often with your arm around him in the dugout and not just him, other young players as well, but you developed a really close relationship with Trev, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, Trevor's a really, uh, a really, uh, nice guy to have around. Uh, of course, you know, he's very talented, which makes it super easy for, for a veteran player to approach him. Uh, you know, he was always willing to learn, willing to get better. And, uh, you know, Trevor is, uh, is one of those guys that anyone can spend money and, and go watch this guy play because he's a tremendous talent, you know, not just offensively, but defensively. He's, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that sooner than later he's gonna end up with a with a gold glove right next to his uh, awards. So uh, for me, I just I just uh, I just love watching him play. Love to see uh, how he continues to get better every single day. And uh, you know, I can't I can't wait to see that. And uh, you know, he's just continuing to grow, continue to work hard for it. Yeah. Do you, do you text with him still periodically? Yeah, I talk to all these guys all the time. You know, they. They always hit me up. They FaceTime me when they're in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, it's always nice to uh, to uh, get that love from them. You know, they always uh, they always tell me that they miss me. So, uh, you know, uh, I miss them too as much as them. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's really it's really it's really fun to to you know to have this relationship with them. Not just about baseball, but off the field too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think. You know, when when guys move on from their career and and the the home runs fade and the victories fade and the and the tough times which baseball has plenty of fade. Uh, I've heard this so many times, and even at the levels that I that I played, it's the relationships and the and the clubhouse and the camaraderie that you that you miss more than anything. Is that what you're finding? Absolutely. You know, uh, that's when, that's when you put everything aside, your career, your money, uh, you know, everything. It's, uh, it's about the bond. It's about, you know, all the, the great memories that we have, the grind, the ups and downs. So, uh, you know, we can always, that, that was the great thing about our team, you know, having DJ, having Tulo, having Nolan, uh, you know, all the young guys, uh, black men and, and, uh, story, uh, you know, just, just getting that, getting together after games, talk about, you know, you know, our, our, our relationship, our, our families and, uh, off field stuff. Uh, that's the one thing that you miss the most, you know, because, uh, baseball is a, it's a tough sport. You're always going to go through ups and downs. Uh, you're always going to have struggles. You're always going to have, you know, those great stretches when, when you just kill in the, the league. But what the most important is, uh, just, just, you know, building a relationship with every single one of these guys and, uh, talk about, you know, how's your family doing? How's your kids doing? And and uh, you know things like that. Hey, Cargo, we were, your ears had to be burning because we were talking about you last night uh, on the on the game when the Rockies uh, in extra innings they came back and they beat Texas. And one of the things I said, and and Jeff Houston, um, you know, seconded it. Spilly did as well. Regardless of how you were doing personally, whether you were going great, which, you know, oftentimes you were, or maybe you were struggling because that's baseball, your demeanor never changed. I mean, you come up, you give us a hug in the dugout, 
You put your arms around your teammates. Why? Why were you that guy? What What is it in your in your background that kind of made you that way? Well, one of the things that I always separate was, uh, you know, baseball stats is not going to determine the person that I am. Uh, whether I was a batting title, a player of the year, or I was the worst player on the league, that doesn't determine uh, what kind of person I was. So uh, I always bring a smile to the field. I always uh, care about my teammates, care about my uh, my managers, coaches, uh, from, uh, you know, the entire stats, uh, the people out there who receive me with a smile every single day when I was going into the lot. Um, that was the one thing that I always care about, you know, uh, because – Baseball is a is 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 a roller coaster. You know, you can be uh, you can be hitting 350, and the next thing you know, you're hitting uh, under 200. So uh, I really didn't care much about that because, you know, that's something that uh, when when you put the work, when uh, when 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 you're always uh, studying the game and grinding, uh, you can always change that. But um, as a person, you can you 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 always. You can always be on your on top of the game. You can always be a, a great person. So uh, that that's, that was the, that was my goal the whole time. You know, it, I never I never let the, the stats get in my head. I was I was always willing to help my teammates and uh, bring a smile and um, you know make sure that they were doing great. You know, one of the interesting things about a major league clubhouse is there there's such diversity in background, not only with kids that grew up in the United States, you know, you have kids from the South, you have kids from, you know, from cities, you, you know, all over the place, but it's diverse in that you have people from all over the world. Obviously, there's a huge Latin American um, influence, and even within Latin America, there's significant differences from kids like yourself from Venezuela or from the Dominican. You have kids from, you know, from the Far East. You were always able to to bridge that and not just be because, uh, you know, you obviously spoke impeccable English early in your career, but you were able to bridge that and, and be comfortable with, with people from all different walks of life, which I which I think was so important to the Rockies' success uh, throughout a good portion of your career here. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I was very fortunate enough to, uh, you know, to speak two languages. You know, uh, I'm from Venezuela, so my first language was Spanish. And I know how big uh, the Spanish community is in, in baseball. But also, one of the things that I always uh, work on was my English because I knew that you know from the beginning, from my you know from my rookie year back in 2003 when I was playing with the Arizona Diamondbacks system and Missoula, I was like that was my my number one goal. Over 300, being a prospect, I was just like I gotta be able to speak English and communicate with the managers, coaches. Uh, you know, the clubhouse guys, uh, my teammates, uh, you know, and, and, and that was very important for me. So, uh, from the beginning, uh, I think, uh, that was, the, that was one thing that I, that I really care the most, uh, over everything. And, you know, just being able to communicate with everybody, just be, just being able to, uh, you know, to let how I feel, to, uh, to understand my teammates, their cultures. And because, uh, at the end of the day, that's what baseball is all about. Baseball is about, you know, having a good clubhouse, having a, you know, having a good chemistry and just go out there and compete together and perform the best way we can. Hey, Cargo, you know what? I think you told me this once that one of the ways you learned English, correct me if I'm wrong, was when you were in the minor leagues, um, you would watch movies. <laughs> And and learn the language just from watching television. Is that is that? Did I remember that right? Exactly. Yeah, man. I was I used to watch movies a lot, even that I didn't know what was happening. But uh, you know, reading the newspaper, uh, you know, trying to trying to talk to my my manager. I was very lucky too because my my first rookie year, the manager that I had was Tony Torrichica, which is you know he speaks uh, perfect English and he's Mexican. Uh, he, he speaks uh, perfect Spanish too, so he really helped me my first year. He really, uh, you know, he I was very lucky because he understood what I was looking for. He knew from the beginning that I was like, hey, listen, I care about my teams. I really know what they're, what they're saying. I want to, I want to, I want to make sure that everybody's on the on the same page because if we're gonna if we're gonna go to battle, you know, you gotta you gotta be on the same page. So uh, you know, that's the, that's the that's the beauty of the game. You know. My first year, I was playing with Japanese players, uh, Spanish players, guys from all over the world, Dominican, Mexicans, uh, Puerto Ricans, and, and obviously a lot of uh, American players. So, uh, 
you know, that's, uh, that's, that's the one thing that I, that I really, uh, I, I really love about baseball, because you have all these uh, nationalities, and, and, and we're spending so much time together on the, on the baseball field. We'll have more with Cargo in a few moments, but uh, first this from my friends at Ideal Home Loans. I've been involved with them for a number of years. I'm proud to be. Uh, Brent Ivinson has become a good friend. He has saved people a lot of money through the years when they're purchasing maybe their first house or they're refinancing or consolidating debt. He has a great team that works for him in our region and also down in Arizona. Give them a call at 303-867-7000. They'll do the same for you. And that number is 303-867-7000. They're going to put you in the best product for you based on your current goals, based on your long-range goals. Right now, and talked about this quite a bit, interest rates are at historic lows. They've been there for a while, but you never know when they go up. So if you've been contemplating redoing your mortgage, refinancing uh, in any way, shape, or form, give them a shout. Um, and compare and contrast, and I know you'll end up with them, and they have so many folks who end up back with them after uh, being with them a first time. Again, it's 303-867-7000, Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000. Now back for more with my man, Cargo. I'm going to ask you about a couple different years. When you look back on 2009, that was kind of your your coming out party in 2010. I think you were the best player in baseball. In fact, you won the Players' Choice Award as the voted by by your peers as as the most valuable player in baseball. But 2009, uh, you really arrived and it culminated in 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 a great postseason um, for you. Was that the best Rockies team you played on? Yeah, 2009 we had a special group. Uh, we had a, we had a great mix of rookie players. I was one of them, but also we had some uh, players that you know there were veteran players like Brock Hobb. I played with Garrett Atkins, you know the legend of uh, Todd Helton. To the wits, he was coming off uh, you know a rookie of the year season, not uh, you know the year before. So for me. Um, uh, that was the best that I ever felt. You know, we we play against a really good team in the playoffs against, uh, you know, the Phillies. Obviously, they won the series. But, you know, we felt like we felt like we could have won a whole series that year. And I thought 2010 was also, was also a great a, a great team, too, because uh, the team really actually got better. But we went to we went to a stretch where early in the year when obviously we were not playing a good baseball and a lot of guys got traded and stuff. But um, you know that roster from spring training was kind of scary. I was really excited to be part of it, um, but we, we came up short. Yeah, I, Brad Hop joined me uh, about I don't know a month or two ago, and we were talking about you. And I said one of my favorite nicknames that you came up with for Cargo was <laughs> was little was Little Pony. And he said, "Man, Cargo's my all time favorite." And he went on and on about you, and, but he he coined Little Pony on you. And I didn't remember the story. It was you guys were getting ready to play uh, Carlos Lee, and he was known as El Caballo, and and uh, do, you, do you remember all that? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Brad was one of my, my one of my all time favorite teammates. You know, this guy was, uh, you know, in some way, you know, he was obviously he was a little quieter than me, but but me and him, we had a, a lot of in common. You know, he cares about others. Uh, you know, from the beginning, I was just this young kid who who was just running around trying to steal bases, trying to make diving plays and. You know, he always helped me uh, to become a better player, to become a better person. So, you know, uh, Hop was uh, one of those guys that I will always be thankful for. Todd Helton, the craziest guy you ever played with? I mean, we have we we have so many stories together. I mean, Todd was just one of those guys that he was uh, just very gifted, but also uh, <laughs> very crazy when it comes to the game. You know, uh, and. Of course, you know he's one of those guys that he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame uh, in a few years, and you know I'm, I'm going to be super pumped and super excited if he ends up being there it's because he really he really deserves it, and I'm sure that a lot of people in the Colorado community are going to be super excited, and looking forward to that. Did you ever mess with him? Did you ever like steal his pants or something, get him out of one of his routines, or mess with him? <laughs> oh, it was not 
actually the other way, and you know that better than anybody. You know, he was the guy who would come up to everybody's locker. You know, Cargo, I'm going to use your bat today. I'm going to use your shoes or whatever. And I'll be like, God, you don't even have a Nike contract. You can't be wearing those shoes. Like, I don't care. I need some hits today. <laughs> <laughs> great memories, man. What a what a great player. What a what a great guy to have around. Uh, he, he was nuts. I, I got to tell you this story. I, I told this before. So this is – this is uh, this before you were even in the big leagues, because um, we're playing in uh, in Montreal, and the batting cage was next to the television truck in Montreal, and I ha- and I'm and Todd's taking some early work with Mike Hamilton, if you remember Mike, an old coach, and yeah, and Mike was great, and he's throwing a BP, and Helton's bitching at him, saying you're not throwing enough strikes, and I'm just standing there, and I got my suit on. And, and Todd goes, you throw to me. I'm not. He goes, I'm done with with Milo. All right. So I take my jacket off. I take my tie off. I loosen up the shirt. I threw to him for like 20 minutes. And when I come out, I've got a sweat going. I got to go on TV in a little bit. And and Hamilton goes, you better hope he doesn't get three hits tonight because you're going to be in there again tomorrow. He was he was nuts. He was Man. Nuts. What a what what a what a precious player, man. That's one of the things that I that I really like. That's one of the things that I that I appreciate the most about baseball. You know, having guys around like him, uh, getting to know how how the, their work their work ethic. You know, it's getting to spend time with with his daughters, his family. You know, running around the clubhouse, uh, learning from him. You know, he's just one of those guys that you know it's always gonna stick stick in your mind, and uh, I'm always gonna be thankful for. It. I'm sure you're thankful for a guy I want to mention now because when you – I mean, you'd been with Oakland, obviously, and you were a top prospect in baseball with Arizona. But in 2009, when you first came up, you were struggling a bit. And Jim Tracy was asked quite a bit, you know, what what's going to – you know, what's happening with Cargo? Are you going to stick with Cargo? And he said, as long as he's here, Cargo's going to be in the lineup every day. I'm writing him in. And and that had that had to help you out at, in some at some level, didn't it? Absolutely. My story would have been different if that guy um, was on a different team. Uh, I remember my first year with the Rockies, uh, uh, you know, I was in spring training. I only had a few that bad. Coming up, you know, coming from uh, Oakland, uh, I got sent down to AAA. Um, Tommy Runners, of course, he, he, he really helped me out a lot, too. Uh, so he was our bench coach. But by that time, he was, uh, he was our manager in AAA. And I remember my first day back in AAA, I hit for the cycle with two home runs. I went like five and five with two home runs. He was like, what are you doing here? You should be in the big league. So he he was one of those guys that always communicate with Jim. Uh, when Jim got the job, I remember like, I think it was like June or July when he got the job. You know, the first thing he did was calling me up. Um, obviously, I was struggling my first couple months, and he never, he never uh, quit on me. He was like, you deserve to be an everyday player. Um, you, you can't. You don't. You don't have anything to do in the, in, in the minor leagues anymore. I'm just gonna keep playing you. Um, just keep playing hard. Obviously, I was. I was. I wasn't hitting, but I was making plays out there. I was walking, stealing bases, and helping the team win. We went to a great stretch, and after that, it was over. Like we end up in the. We end up in the winning the wild card, uh, playing in the postseason. I had a great postseason series, and after that, it was over. Like uh, you know. Jim is just one of those special managers who always believe in their players, and uh, you know my score would have been different if he wasn't part of me. He also is one of the funniest people I've ever met because I mean he. Yeah, can- I have some great managers. I have some great managers over the years. I, I respect every single one of them. You know, obviously they're all different, but Jim is always going to be number one for me. I want to talk about 2018 because Cargo, the last, you know, I, I, as, as things have turned out, the last you know, really good Rockies team, at least in recent memory, was 2018. And and you finish in a dead heat with the Dodgers. Um, and, and it could have been the first division title ever in, in Rockies history. What do you remember most about that club? Uh, we were so strong. And the one thing that I that I really enjoyed the most was watching guys like Herman Marquez, uh, Kyle Freeland, um, Johnny Gray just performing the way they performed that year. Um, you know, we all knew from the beginning that, you know, we were going to go as far as we wanted as long as these guys performed, and they did a tremendous job. Uh, 
Herman just stealing and striking out a bunch of people, throwing that easy 98 to the plate. Freeland just fooling everybody at the plate. Great, uh, you know, overpowering hitters. Uh, we had a great bullpen, too, with Aravino coming up to set up. And then Days uh, had a great year, too, that year. So it was so much fun to be part of it, just watching these guys uh, pitching and giving us, an, giving us an opportunity to win every single day. That's the, that's the, the, the one thing that you can ask for as, a, as an offensive player. So they make it a lot easier on us. Uh, we, obviously, we had a great offense with DJ on top and and and, uh, and Nolan and, and Blackman, Story. Uh, everybody was contributing. So it's like it's one of those things that you can ask as a baseball player. You just want to have a great group to to go out there and compete. And yeah, we fell short. Um, but it, it was a, it was a fun ride. I, I think one of the things that made that team great. Obviously, you had a lot of really good talent. Um, but and I and I don't think this can be overlooked. And and I and I say this not to embarrass you, but I, I say it as somebody who you know observed from you know a couple steps away. You, you and Para, you know, kind of running that that clubhouse and and keeping it loose when maybe you lost three or four in a row. That. That can't be overstated, the importance of that. And when you two guys moved on, as inevitably happens in baseball, it was different. Yeah, man, we had so much fun. You know, that's that's the one thing about baseball. There's some stats that that are not real stats, you know. And and Farah was leading the was leading the lead in that category uh, next to me. You know, we were. On every single player, trying to make sure that we're good, trying to make sure that we're grinding. I remember uh, when um, I had a great story with Dahl because Dahl was dealing with like he was dealing with some some, uh, some injuries at the end of the year. You know, we were we were we were we were playing like last month of the season. He was like cargo. Uh, you know, I'm dealing with this injury. I can't play. Like I think I'm gonna go on the DL. And I remember telling him like, listen, man. You playing 50% was it's going to make this team get to the next level. And then I remember he was like, you know what? I'm going to try to my I'm going to try to do my best. And I think he ended up being like player of the month and just carrying the entire team to uh to the postseason. He was just hitting bombs at you know, using the whole field, hitting driving balls to left to the left side, dead center, pulling balls in the in the upper deck. You know, and then after that, he was he was getting the opportunity to play every single game. So uh, that's one of the things that I feel the most proud of. You know, I, obviously it wasn't me hitting those home runs, but just being able to uh, you know to push into the next level. Everybody's dealing with soreness. Everybody's dealing with injuries, but him just performing and helping the team uh, reach our goals is is something that I really feel proud of. Uh, you know, uh, having a having a teammate. Uh, Finish the way he should be finishing, you know, uh, destroying the league and uh, earning something. Uh, it's, it's really special. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? What's interesting too is fans figure athletes out also, and and people knew, you know, what kind of person you are, you know, in the clubhouse, and it came across on the television screen, even if people could never meet you, and you obviously did. You, you know, your best, you know, when, when you were out on the field and visiting with fans and that sort of thing. Your popularity, and I've been around the Rockies for most of their existence, your popularity with the fans is near the absolute top. And that that has to be something that you hold close to you as well, I would think. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm so uh, I'm, I'm being so lucky over my career and, uh, you know, all, all the time that I spend with the with the Rockets community. I spent uh ten years with the organization and I met some great people and also had a great connection with the fans. Uh they were always right next to me, always on my side, through the ups and downs, they always support me. Um and that's something that I always will be thankful for. Uh anytime I, I you know, I was just walking around the streets with my with my family, everybody always gave me love and uh, you know, as a person that makes you that makes you feel more special, you know. Um, you can always you can always get these awards. You can always be a great player, but as long as you have people that don't even know that they don't even know you as a person and always supporting you, that's uh, that's something that that I always uh, I always respect and I always be thankful for. 
We'll have more with Drew and Carlos Gonzalez right after this. Love telling you about my friends at Steel. Steel, S-T-I-H-L. Man, if you have a job to do in your backyard, in your front yard, they have chainsaws, blowers, trimmers, everything to help you get the job done. And they have more than 10,000 steel dealers around the country. Again, it's S-T-I-H-L, steeldealers.com is where you can find them. Real Steel. They find a way to get the job done with the best tools on the market, whether it's gas, electric, or battery. Go shop at Steel. It's fun, man. You can go attack your property and get uh, a ton done. In fact, you're going to probably tap on your neighbor's door and say, hey, listen, you need help with anything? I got the products. I'll help you out. Again, it's SteelDealers.com, S-T-I-H-L. I have a garage full of their products. Hey, DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that's still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Here's what you do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code GOODMANPODCAST when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Again, bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you'll claim $100 in free credit. Again, the promo code is GOODMANPODCAST. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now back to Drew and Cargo. I have to tell you, you just reminded me of one of the funniest stories. <laughs> and it's about, it's about. You and I, we have, we have some great stories over the years. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and, and I'm going to remind you of one. Your financial advisor, I'll leave his last name out. I'll just, Joe's first name, is, as you know, is a, is a very dear friend of mine also. And you, I forget what year it was, but you had another typically great year. You know, you hit 30-something homers and stole 20-something bases. And, and unfortunately, the Rockies did not have a good year. And, and after the season, Joe said to you, he goes, you had a crappy year, Cargo, and you're like, what? And he goes, he goes, no, man, you had a shitty year, and and you're like, what are you talking about, Joe? And you go, how many? You're out there in right field. How many tackles did you make? And you looked at him, right? And you're going, what? And he's going, oh, remember that? Yeah, I do. I've been yelling at, I've been yelling at every single reliever coming into the game. Yeah, he goes, I didn't see you tackle one of those guys. Yeah, man. You know what? I can't. I can't be that mean to my teammates. You know? But uh, yeah, Joe, Joe is someone that I really. I, I, I mean, I. What a, another another great guy that I met in in Colorado. Uh, actually, I'm gonna be in Colorado in the next few weeks. Uh, we're gonna be playing a, a golf tournament there. Uh, I did it last year. We actually won last year. We played. We, he was my teammate. He's really good at. He's really good at golf. I'm not that good, but. I'm I'm all about you know having fun, uh, spending time with the with the Colorado community, and uh, you know that's something that I'm really looking forward to. It. Yeah, I may see you out there because I'm going to be getting a call from him shortly. Uh, you know, trying to get in my wallet. That's all he does. He's a professional. He's a professional. <laughs> you better you know him. You know him. He's that, wow. he's that guy. He he is that guy too. I, he he cracks me up. Hey, how how is the transition? Ben, I don't, you know, it, do you feel like you're retired or is there a part of you that says, you know what, I'm going to, you know, I know you take great care of yourself that you want to give it one more shot somehow or what, where's your mind? Actually, you know what, I'm, I'm, I was training, I've been training for the past, you know, a year and a half, obviously I'm, I'm, in, I'm in great shape. I'm, I was waiting for that opportunity, but actually it never came. So, uh, you know, the transition has been easy because, you know, as as a person, the you know I always look at the bright side. Uh, just spending quality time with my kids, you know, watching them grow. Uh, you know, they're super happy to have daddy back twenty four seven. 
So, uh, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a really good spot. I'm really happy, uh, the way everything is going. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm the type of person that he never complains about any situation. Uh, I come from, uh, from a difficult country, which is Venezuela. And, uh, I know a lot of people are having a rough time back home. Uh, me and my wife always trying to support people there, working with the foundation, helping others. And, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm in a good spot, man. I'm, I'm really happy the, uh, the way everything is going. Uh, if I don't get an opportunity to play baseball, uh, I will be super thankful for all the years that I spent on the diamond. And if I do, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, like I say, I'm I'm, I'm really happy uh, the way everything went. Uh, obviously, for the Rockets are gonna be my my favorite my favorite team. Uh, my my daughters my daughters always watch the games, and they every time they see that purple on the field, they always say, "Oh, there's daddy's there's daddy's team right there playing." So they're always supporting. Uh, which was kind of hard when when I was playing with a different team. They were like, "Daddy, why are you wearing uh, this color? Why are you wearing red? Why are you wearing blue?" Uh, but but it is what it is, you know. They don't understand how how the business works. But uh, the Rockies always are going to have a special a special place in my heart. So uh, you know, I'm really I'm really happy how how everything is going. If the opportunity arose, would you ever want to work, you know, in the game again with the Rockies potentially? I mean, is that something that would interest you? I know, you know, baseball is very time consuming, certainly. And now you have the luxury of being with the with your kids and, and your wife on a regular basis. Absolutely. You know, I, I always uh, I, I, I got I have a great relationship, not just with uh, with the owner of the Rockies, with Dick and Charlie, uh, the entire front office. uh you know, the clubhouse, uh, the guys that work at the door, every single person is, you know, we have a good, good relationship, the players. So if I ever get the opportunity to go back, you know, that will really, really make me happy because, uh, you know, this is a team that that has a special place in my heart. And uh, obviously my entire family is also the, the entire Rockies community and the Colorado community. So uh, if it comes, uh, I will be really happy. If it doesn't, uh, I'm gonna be another another fan supporting the the, the Rockies. So uh, let's see how it goes. What what it, before I let you fly, man? What are, are there certain numbers or, or memories that that you hold closest to you? Memories I have a ton. You know, just uh, you know, from the the smallest one to the to the biggest one. So um, I mean, every single one has a special one in my in my head. Uh, obviously, winning is uh, winning is always a special. Those uh, those celebrations that we have, clinching the uh, uh, you know a wild card spot, winning on the wild card, just playing uh, on the biggest stage. Uh, that's the one thing that I remember the most. I'm always trying to get the negative out of my way. Uh, I always bring the bright side. Uh, I have some great friends, guys that that they're still playing there, and guys that are no longer playing in the league. Um, they're always going to be special in my heart. We still have a contact. I still call every single one of the guys. But, you know, just, just turn the field with, with some special players are always going to be the, the number one in my head, you know, just uh, playing with future Hall of Famers like, you know, health and getting to spend time with Hall of Famers like Larry Walker, guys like that. You know, I, I have a good relationship with every single one. You know, uh, Vinny Casilla is one of my, my – my daughter uh, is, is my daughter's grand- grandfather, so uh, you know I'm always gonna be I'm always gonna be a Rockies forever. So uh, I'm I'm I'm, re- I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the only person that you don't miss would be Spillboards, right? Yeah, he really sucked, but I I, I do I do miss him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philly was Philly, Philly was also one of those followers. You know, he was one of those guys that. Make sure that everybody was pushing harder, and it doesn't matter if you're hitting 100 or 400. He will, he will always keep your feet on the ground and make sure that you were doing the right thing. So, uh, you know, I, I love Spilly. And Spilly and, and Huey and Sully, they all, they all send their best because I told them I was going to be talking to you um, today, and, and you're the best, man. I, I have said this um, many times when people come up to me and again, I say this not to embarrass you, but you know, I feel it. And, and they say, you know, who's your, who's your all time favorite Rocky? And I always say, I say cargo. I say, cause he yeah, is a great human being. He was a great player clearly, but he's just a great person. He was always upbeat. And, um, I appreciate you, man. 
No, thank you, man. Thank you for everything you've done for the Rockies. You thank you for everything you've done for me and my family and all the guys out there. Uh, obviously, one of the special times and and one of the special times in my career was uh, coming back to the Rockies and and with the Cubs. Obviously, being on the other side was kind of weird. Playing against the Rockies was like I don't I don't really want to do this, but uh, you know, just being out there, spending that time with the fans in front of you, uh, tipping my you know taking my helmet off and tipping my cap and 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 appreciate everything that you guys done for me. Uh, that was definitely one of my highlights over everything, you know, over hitting for the cycle and hitting a 450-plus home run in the third day, whatever that is. Just, uh, you know, playing in front of you guys and appreciate everything you've done for me. It was one of the highlights of my life. Yeah, I mentioned you last night also because McMahon hit one of your one irons off the center field wall. Ball got like 10 feet off the ground. I said, that was cargo-esque, man. I know, man. That guy's having a special year. Hopefully he can keep it up. Uh, he can he can play in front of the fans this 2021 All-Star game. Uh, you know, that's something that he, you know, hopefully he gets the opportunity to be there and uh, play in front of the home crowd because uh, every single person deserves it. Uh, I'm really excited for for the fans to get to experience the, the All-Star game back in Denver. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited. I'm really, really looking forward to it. You bet. Hey, Cargo, you stay well, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. And uh, all the best. Uh, to you and your family, man. It's great catching up. Thank you, Drew. Don't disappear on me, okay? Never, never, man. You be well, bud. All right, brother. Say hi to my, say hi to the family for me. He's an impossible guy not to love, Cargo. And uh, I hope down the road he uh, is involved with the organization uh, in some capacity, just like the Rockies have done with Vinny Castilla. It's always great to see Vinny. I think the fans love to be able to uh, still have uh, Vinny as a, as a proud Colorado Rocky. Some numbers on his career. He won three gold gloves. He was a three-time All-Star. Cargo won a couple Silver Slugger awards. 2010, he was voted the Player of the Year, uh, the Player's Choice Player of the Year in all of baseball. That was the year he hit 336. Was it 336 or 334? Can't remember what, but he won a batting title that year. Uh, if his career is over, he finishes at 285 batting average, 234 home runs, 785 runs batted in, uh, 120-plus stolen bases, a career OPS of 843. Nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, He was great on the field. Uh, You couldn't take your eyes off him. One of the prettiest left-handed swings uh, you'll ever see. And um, as you can tell, just uh, a tremendous, tremendous guy. So it's always good hooking up with Cargo. A reminder to check out the DNVR boys. I join them uh, every week. That's uh, Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. Download uh, download their podcast. It's the DNVR Rockies podcast, and they do it daily, and they get after it. So they have a lot of fun as well. Next week, we'll gather for a 100th edition of the Drew Goodman podcast. Subscribe and tell all your friends. We appreciate uh, you joining us each and every week. Stay safe. Stay well. We'll talk to you again in seven days, folks.